Hello and welcome to another episode of Dead Air, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris Costello and uh, around these parts I call myself the horror fanatic. I'm joined by uh, two of my co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves, guys. Yep, my name is Aaron Cristobal and I am the fan of horror movies. I did not go to film school. So whenever these boys start spewing out these terms that you guys don't know… Mm. Don't worry, I'll dumb it down for you and I'll ex- I'll have them explain as well as they can. But you know what? This podcast doesn't only have a fan and a fanatic. We have another one. <laughs> it has a it has a scaredy cat and that's me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Miguel Ascenseno. I love watching movies, but horror films always uh, sort of get me. It's hard to get me to watch a horror film. <laughs> but thanks to this podcast, I'm at it every week. <laughs> we try our best. We try our best to get Miguel yeah. and horror together on a regular basis. But hey guys, you know no, what? I'm, I'm, yes. You're saying Miguel? No, I'm no, I'm up for it. It's been fun so far. <laughs> so far. Dot dot dot. Um okay, so uh you know what guys, uh we're we're in for a special, special episode. You know why? Super special. Super special. Because I, I remember three months ago, the three of us, we were just, you know, we were deciding on what to do with this podcast. We we're like, oh, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. And then now here we are three months later and we have a bona fide superstar on the show. What happened? Ba-boom. What happened? Galeg. Galeg. What happened no, in those it. three months, guys? We in the big leagues <laughs> now. We in the big leagues now. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'd like to welcome um, <laughs> multi-awarded actress and… Uh, Star of quite a number of horror films, Jasmine Curtis. Uh-huh. And horror comedy. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Jasmine. Welcome, Jasmine. Welcome. So happy What's to have up? you here. Thanks for How are you today? Um, I'm good. I'm great. And um today ko lang ulit na realize how many horror themed <laughs> projects I have been in. Like there was there was there was a year or two years that I remember. I realized parang lahat ng ginagawa ko is horror-themed or inclined. And today, before coming on here and before we started, I was oh, nga no. Like, it's been a while. Like, I think I made a conscious decision to stay away from it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, when did you make this decision? I don't want to scream anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Great, great. We're actually super happy that you're here with okay. us today because not only do you did you choose an amazing film, thank you for that, mm-hmm. but you've been in a couple of great movies and horror comedies as well. My personal favorite being Forever Sucks. Tinapos ko talaga siya. I really liked it. Great job there. She plays a vampire if you guys mm-hmm. haven't seen mm-hmm. it. She plays oh. a vampire in a call center. And it's so fun. Yeah. It's so it's good. It's one of my it's favorite so projects. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. It was so fun to watch. It's so and well written. Been, kasi, yeah. It's so well mm-hmm. written. The punchlines were so good. I really enjoyed it. So what's your horror origin? When when did you realize that you liked horror? Or if you do like horror, how did it start? 
My horror origin, um, it started when I, I, from what I remember, I think I was about six or seven years old. And I think these were the times when the shake, rattle, and roll films were like at its peak. Oh. And mm-hmm. um, at the same time, Sobrang mabenta rin nung mga books in the bookstore. Yung mga parang original Filipino horror stories. or Those, ti- those um, tiny books? Yeah, and then it'd be like a compilation of mga iba't ibang different horror uh, stories of mga manananggal to like all it, it ranged from all these different things from the from the mythical creatures of the Philippines to just scenarios in everyday life and I would be in like in a in a in a small like room dark with my friends just the lamp on and we'd read the the books together <laughs> and scare each other you ganong, um sin- okay. and i love being frightened i loved it and i don't know why and we we and and i think one of the first english horror films or actually not english because from what i re- remember watching i think it was the japanese version of the ring um oh, yeah. yun pa yun yeah. Isa sa mga pinaka naaalala kong first horror films that I ever watched. So, it's those, it's, it was that era of the shake, rattle, and roll, the books, and the ring. That that when that came out, I was, I was like, what's horror? What's this? I'm so curious. <laughs> so, I, I, I kind of want to go back to your to your film resume. Why are you in so many horror oh films? <laughs> Honestly, because I was telling everyone earlier that uh, I, I knew that you were in a bunch. Like I knew I've seen a few. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Maledicto, Pute, um, a yep. whole bunch of stuff. And then for this episode, I, I googled your your name just to see how many you were in. Wow, you're in a lot. Yeah. So I think I've I've got by like. See dementia, and then at one mm-hmm. point I tried it out with Regal Films, and we did this one called Resurrection, and that was like I think it was meant to be a serious horror, but at some point in the film it became like a horror comedy slash back to trying to be end of the world horror. But um, oh, I don't know. I think sure. at that point I really just wanted to get in as many films under my belt, and yun yung madaming uh produce the scripts at that time that I would come across. So, sure. um, I'm, I'm not a picky person, man. As long as I felt like it was a good uh, cast and a good team, you yeah. know, I wanted to just get exposed a lot. And and then I realized, I think after two years, parang horror. Yun na, yun na talaga yung <laughs> I reached that realization that oh man, I think I need to do something more than looking afraid, being chased <laughs> by you know a, a, a zombie or a freaking like apocalypse happening or ano ba ano pa ba yung sa maledicto, you know with all the ghosts. Like yep. I felt like. Napagod na rin ako with the facial expressions and the um, the emotion that you have to carry all the time. Like I have one more coming out actually. That's a <laughs> semi-horror thriller, psycho like thriller type of theme. But it was shot. It was shot two or three years ago na. Okay. So, um, ah. but but even that, like I felt so tired because. Parang you're you're always running or, diba, That's the ano eh, You want your audience yep, yeah. to feel that you're on the edge. Eh. So adrenaline. 
Oh man, it's a tiring thing to shoot. It's a <laughs> yeah. So it's is it, yeah. To, Are horror movies more tiring to do than like physically more? Does it take a toll physically, emotionally more than let's say a drama or a comedy? Is that how it is? For sorry, I'm not an actor. Um, I I would I would for me, I would think yeah. so because I'm also not very good with um imagining things that mm. are in your imagination. So if it's like, I mean, because, you know, you can imagine being sad, you can imagine being mm-hmm. happy for um, a certain scenario, you can imagine what a heartbreak is, but what if you've never encountered a ghost or a zombie or an you've apocalypse? Not, you've never encountered a zombie? Really? <laughs> what? what? I know, right? Where have I been? You're missing out. I know. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's. It, I think for me that's more tiring. Uh, fantasy or anything of that genre is tiring for me because um, I think yun yung limitation ko as an actor. Yun yung hindi ko pa na super create for myself. Yung ba- yung yung limitless boundary kumbaga of the mind and the sure. the spheres of imagination. So I I would be more tired than that for sure. Yeah, totally get it. So so you're swearing it off for now, but are you swearing it off for good? Nah, <laughs> they say no. no. Way. Yes. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's it's you you can't swear uh, any genre off. I think in in um, a creative industry, you mm-hmm. know, it, you really have to just be willing to be experimental, deba. Right? Mm-hmm. So I mean. Yeah. Look at look at people nowadays. Everyone's experimenting with all platforms mm-hmm. and all types of genre of entertainment, even mm-hmm. if it's not up their alley. But people are um, creating podcasts, cre- creating <laughs> vlogs, creating you know uh, online shops. Like it's everything. You just have to be open and, and willing. So, but wag muna. Wag muna. Okay. Break muna. Break muna. Break muna. <laughs> this life is See hard enough for the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. So let's talk a little bit about the movie that you chose. What was the movie that you chose? Just so our listeners know. I chose the film Babadook. Or my The Bayon. My The Babadook. The Babadook. I think my The. Yeah. The Babadook. Why did you choose this movie for us? I chose this film because I remember watching it… Um, with a bunch of uh, friends one night, and I didn't expect the the turnout of what the film was going to be about, really, because yeah. um, I was like, "Oh, let's watch a horror film. Let's all get together." But then you watch it, and it's more than you know the usual horror scares or tactics. It's not just mm-hmm. um, it's not just a ghost. It's not just um, like a killer or uh it's 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 internal it's introspective and Mm -hmm. i think in these times that's definitely scarier you know when you don't know what's in your mind when you can't cope and it has all these themes that uh also translate into mental health and also uh, It's it's I yeah, love that the, because it's it's more yeah. than just running from a knife or a serial uh-huh. killer or or totally. anything like that. Well, have well, you guys you, all seen it? All of well, you? well, we, yeah. yes. we, we who has seen it for the first time? Who saw it for the me, first time? I just because saw it for of the first, got it. Me Did for, you the, enjoy for the pod. It? So I saw it. Okay. I, saw, I just finished it actually a couple, a couple of hours ago. I had mm-hmm. to take two days to watch it. 
<laughs> now, now that it's like super fresh in your mind, Miguel, how about you give us a quick yeah. summary of what it is? Sure. What's it about? Well, why am I always? Why am I always the summary guy? Like, it's right. fun. Because it's fun. We want to test you and make exactly. sure that you watch I, yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> this is your way of testing. All right. Fine. Yes. So it's about a mom. It's about a mom and her, and her kid. She's mm-hmm. a widow. Trivia. She mm-hmm. became a widow because on her way to the hospital, they got into a car accident. Her husband died, and then she gave birth to their kid. So the kid never knew his father, and the mom always associated her kid with the death of her love, her husband. So cut to let's say I don't know how old the kid is now, like eight. I forget. Eight, like they're, yeah, they're, they've been living. They've been living in this house for uh, for their life for a while now. It's like the mom and the kid lang. The mom is a nurse, and the kid sees these things and has these little weird stories. And like mm-hmm. it's very typical of children to have like an imaginary person, or they see stuff, or they make up stories. So that's originally how the mom sees the kid, like. Oh no, he's yeah. just like, you know, doing his thing. But later on, eventually, mysterious things happen in the house. And uh, she finds a book uh, about the Baba. Uh, sorry, say it again. Baba Duke. The Baba Duke. She finds a book about the Baba Duke. Like the kid brings it to her. And whatever, she tries to burn it. She tears it up. And it makes its, its, its way back into the house. And eventually, she sort of uh, encounters the being from the basement, I think. And sometimes this being pa will use the ex husband, will use the dead husband. As bait, like you know, to get her into it. So from there, I'm not gonna reveal the ending, but it becomes a psychological. It becomes a psychological thing. It becomes this very emotional thing. Uh, without without forgetting its horror roots, it's still a very much a horror movie, and that's why I think I'm gonna give my little mini review. But it's kind of so good. I was so impressed with the movie. I loved it. Like, parang, holy shit, it's scary. Yay! But at the same, yeah, it's so scary. Like well, for me, that's not saying much. It really is scary, but there's also this <laughs> there's also this emotional pull. Like there's a there's a time na it was really touching. Like parang whenever mm-hmm. the mom and the kid would interact towards the end, but it was I was really oddly well not oddly I was really touched. Parang ang ganda ng emotional thing, and parang, you know I think it also kinda uh, delves into the idea of grief, the grief that we bring along with us, and ang galing lang. I was surp- I was like pleasantly surprised at how touching this movie was for a horror movie. Thanks, Jasmine, yeah. for making me watch that's, that movie. I am awesome. very impressed yeah. with, with your summary slash review, Miguel. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Well, I just, I just saw it. That was really on point. That was on point. <laughs> on point. On right. point. Well mm-hmm. done. All right. Great, great. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's so much to talk about this movie because it's so complex. It's super, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it like, is. Like, honestly, one, it's one of those, those things where I, I don't know where to begin. Like, we could go with the acting. We could go with the 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 metaphor of the Babadook. Mm-hmm. We can can go. I be super shallow and start with the fact that wow, her ex was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> that husband, man, I was like, hello, Babadook. That's why. That's, that's why that, her grief that, was so bad. Because damn, look what I bagged. And that. this kid took it away. That's why she hates her kid damn. so much. Look at that. Look at that. Well, I'll agree with you on that. Can I just bring up one thing that I want to ask about also, but I'm not super sure. Like, Horror films are usually rooted in some sort of old legend or old tradition. But the Babadook is like its own thing. It's mm. not, they're not on like some native Indian burial ground. 
Parang, I was wondering <laughs> if it was an Australian thing. I, I was wondering if the Babadook was a traditional Australian boogeyman. I don't know. Because it's from no, Australia. It's not, the movie's from no, Australia, no. though. No, he was created no, for it's, this. It's no. not. Yeah. No. Galeng. So, a very Good original bad. being, but at the mm-hmm. same time, still had that emotional uh, pull. Galeng Miguel, mm-hmm. I, I'm about to blow your mind. Are you ready? All right. <laughs> sure. You know what the Babadook is? What? Uh, bad book. A- it's an anagram for a bad book. Oh, it's a real book. No, it's an no, anagram mean, for like, a bad book. Babadook. It's an anagram. Babadook. A bad book. But it's like it's like oh. it's like a kid saying bad book, bad book, a, bad book. But it becomes a, a bad book. book. Yeah. A bad book. Yeah, a bad book. Interesting. Bad book. Yeah. yeah. So on Galenet, it's it has its own myth. But it's a very mm-hmm. original thing. Yeah. 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 Enti- it's created entirely for 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 the film. No. Um, Just to scare the shit out of us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Sorry. So, go how, on. how did the, how did the film resonate for you guys? Later, we'll we'll talk about all the metaphors and stuff and all the all the stuff yeah. that we researched for this episode. But how did how did the film <laughs> resonate for you guys? Let's start with Jasmine. Uh, let's start with Jasmine. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Well, oh my gosh, I don't know. I think it was also just factored in the timing that when I watched it, I was also I, I was I was having some anxieties in my my stage in life and what I was doing and trying to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. making decisions in your early twenties with not much guidance or at least with with guidance only from limited people and and not knowing how to move forward from certain personal issues or um, much like uh, the mom wasn't dealing with her personal issues. So mm-hmm. it was that panang, it really resonated with me and I felt like, man, maybe I have my own babadook in my own life. And mm-hmm. what, what do I need to do about that? And how do I mm-hmm. uh, deal with it and tame it and control it? So um, it was one of those parang, uh, films when you watch it, it's really like, huh, so maybe you can do something about what you're feeling or eventually you will get to that state of um, control. Uh, but you just have to learn and accept where you are first. So there was that in learning mm-hmm. agad that that I latched on to and I just, I couldn't let go of. And that's why... Um, you guys were saying that you know it's it's like a horror film that has a heart. Um, yeah, and that that just stayed. That just stayed. I think the film got really lucky with that kid. I don't know where they pulled that kid out of, but that kid he was, was super incredible. Convincing. He was yeah. so good. Like that he movie wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked. Creepy, but also sweet. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It was very. It's, it's very hard to pull off the emotional beats of this movie. If they didn't find that kid, I'm galing eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was incredible. Just his eyes, his eyes were so big and so expressive, yeah, expressive. and just yeah, right. You know, I'm I I have no proof of this, uh, but for me, like watching it a second time, mm-hmm. the Babadook's design is really based on the kid. If you keep looking at it, it looks oh. like the kid. It really looks like the kid. I keep looking at it, like whenever really? they have close ups of, of him screaming. Like there's always yeah. a, you know the kid screaming in the car like that. Uh, he looks like the Baba yeah. with, with his it's eyes and his, and his like and his teeth yeah. exactly. Uh, I really that think so it much. does make sense. Yeah, and the hat because also because the magician. Yeah, yeah, magician. he's a magician. Yeah, and the, so cape, the top hat is from the, yes. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! So many discoveries. And his and, and Aaron, his father's clothes. Yeah, yes. wait, Aaron. Aside from the poggy husband. 
what Ooh. did you feel about the movie? <laughs> Actually, um, I remember the first time I saw it. I really enjoyed it because it did give it? the yeah. scare. Yeah, this is the second time I saw it. Okay. So um, it really gave the scare that I look for in horror films. But um, I think the one that struck me the most, the, the detail that struck me the most was that she never got rid of the Babadook. Yes. It was always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And that she just kind of like nurtures it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that grief. for me was an ending. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a different ending for me, which I really enjoyed. Nah, even know. the kid knows about it. How is yeah. it today, mom? Yeah, yeah. they so, live with it. I they love live that. with it. It's like mental. It's it like some. It's me, it's like mental health. But like, <laughs> oh, it's ab- absolutely. That's what it is. It's one hundred percent about mental health. Um, I, actually, I, I, also, I was like, re- researching yeah. about this. The the director had to fight for that ending. They really wanted her to kill wow. the baba, and oh, then really? she refused no, to do great. it. Yeah. yeah, she said no. Yeah. It's just because it would just betray the whole the whole point of the movie, which mm-hmm. is like you can never get rid of whatever it is you're you're struggling with, you're whatever carrying. problem yeah. it is. You, all you can do is just keep it at bay. So that's why she like really stood her ground, and she's like, "There's no way wow. we're not gonna have her kill the, the monster because it's not realistic." Uh, so she's like, we're, so "Yeah, we're just gonna control him, feed him occasionally, but hide him mm-hmm. in the background." That's 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 the whole yeah. thing. So it's incredible. She's a really incredible director, by the way. Um, she has this what other. Else has she, uh, it, she has another Australian um, revenge movie called The Nightingale. Uh, you you will like this one, Miguel. It's less horror. It's more more revenge. She's Google really it. really good. Got it. It's very uh, yeah. So I'm so I'm such a big fan of this movie. By the way, I did see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the second time watching it, and uh, mm-hmm. why why I asked this uh, question of everyone is because for me. The movie really resonated for me in a second viewing yeah. now because it has really changed for me now that I've become a father. It is so wow. different watching it mm-hmm. as a parent. Like watch, I remember watching it before. I dragged my mother to this movie. Um, I don't know why I did it, wow. <laughs> but I dragged my mom to this movie. Uh, I know she enjoyed it a lot, no, but uh, but uh, it, it must have been really watching now. Must have been so triggering for her. <laughs> knowing mm. that uh, you know <laughs> you, you idiot <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I was a difficult child no but also <laughs> no but also only son also, ka only son, ka only son. <laughs> you know I grew up they gave me the nickname Damien because I was a little devil child but yeah so I digress <laughs> <laughs> so, so I so I have a I have a I have a two year old son right now. It was just so funny. Got it. It was funny slash uh, kind of triggering. Also being a parent for a lot, lot of things. Start palang. Mm. It's like you know the very start mm. before the credits is like the kid is sleeping behind her and he's like you know cr- you know grinding his teeth and like mm. you know kicking her in the back and then like putting her and it's like she can't get a good night's sleep and I'm like wow wow that's my life. But mm. <laughs> the difference is I don't turn mm. into a scary monster and try to kill my kids because I love him. But, oh, okay. but what I mean so was… <laughs> no, because I, I feel that it's so… Uh, it's such a great movie for parents because mm-hmm. um, it is difficult to raise a child, you know? And, mm. and uh, no matter how perfect your kid may be, and my kid's pretty perfect, but it's difficult, you know? Mm. And… So and then here it's like the struggle of a single mother, and uh, mm. that's even mm. doubly harder, you know. And uh, so she's a single mother who is going through so much grief, and then yeah. she's raising a child that she probably 
you know, resent so much for causing mm. all this grief, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a, it, it, it really changed for me watching it the second time around, uh, now being a parent. Now, and you're like, you, you, I really got to understand a lot of the deeper issues. The first time I watched it, I was like, wow, this is a pretty good movie. It was pretty scary. Um, you know, uh, this kid's fantastic. This mom is great. But now I'm just like, oh, wow, the deeper meaning. You know, I'm like, oh, I just got the metaphor. <laughs> and then it's like, so, so it, was, it was such a great experience for me watching it the second time around. Uh, especially when I did my uh, additional research. And I found out that the Babadook, the whole point of the movie is she goes through the the stages of uh, grief, like literally in the movie. There's mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. all the way up till the very Denial. end. Denial. Yeah, 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 that's right. The very end is acceptance. You're just like, you're mm-hmm. here to stay, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, it's denial and everything. And there's bargaining and there's grieving. And uh, yeah, she apparently, it does do that, like, the movie is kind of chopped up into sections where that's really what she's going through. And so, so, so when they say that the Babadook is really, you know, the physical manifestation of the mom's grief and how mm-hmm. she's, she's, she can't uh, let it out, basically. Um, so that's so, when so that no was idea. special. When you, when, sorry, go what, Chris. What's that? Sorry. No, I mean, she has no, she has, sorry, I interrupted you, but I was going to say, she has no idea how perfect this movie is for you and me, Chris. But uh, so many things to relate to, to this movie. Like, uh, so many things. Like, yeah. yeah. Why? Why is this, that? this podcast can get super personal now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm <laughs> laughing, but I'm also crying. Yeah. Crying no. inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. See, this yeah. is an inside joke for both of them. No. Can I just sit yeah. back and watch? <laughs> no. So we're on well, the we same page. Uh, we, 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 okay. we can get into it. We can get into it. We can get it. No, after Jasmine, like we can, we can. after we, we we ask more of Jasmine about her ideas, and we can get into therapy for yeah. me and Chris afterwards. Yes, we oh will, we will, because we will need the therapy after this, this movie. Is so triggering, <laughs> but actually, so. you know, you know it why the, in the movie where she she literally lets him in because that mm-hmm. that's when she mm. like literally opens the door and be like, okay, just fucking let the grief out, let the, yep. just let the manifestation out, and and mm-hmm. and so so yeah, that's when I was like, oh, I really understand this metaphor now. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it really enriched uh, my my second yeah. viewing of it. There, that was my really even, long. Even long... you know, if if I can add like the dialogue, yes, some please. of it were um, repeated and and mm-hmm. what do you call it? Like the bookends of a film, you know, where mm. in it's the same thing but uh, really differently. Like when uh, the kid would be so frank and honest in the beginning, the mom would feel yeah. ashamed or mm-hmm. um, yeah. embarrassed about it. But then in the end, the the social they workers, the, yeah, yes. and the, they, they came back and it's his birthday. And for, <laughs> for, for the first time in the film, we see that she's accepting, Oh yeah, he's just like his dad. And, 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 yeah. It's that it's those dialogues, and even in the the last part, nah, she was so calm, and they were just having tea in the backyard. And I think the scenario was um, the the kid was trying to perform magic, mm-hmm. and there was another scene earlier. Nah, he kept trying to yeah. get her attention. He kept trying yeah. to the yeah. back. And and so repetitively, he kept saying, please, let's protect each other. Protect me and I'll protect you. Mm-hmm. I'll protect you from the Babadook. Because you know, even the kid was trying to figure out what he was feeling. What is the Babadook? What is that? Yeah. Why, why is 
the Babadook uh, lingering around and talking to me. Um, I don't want the Babadook to ever reach my mom because I guess the kid could kind of see it, um, you know, hovering over the mom and being around them, but he didn't know what to make of it and he didn't know how to process it or manifest it in the proper way because the mom kept rejecting it and mm-hmm. kept denying it as well. So I don't know. That yeah. was just those those were the pinaka interesting points for me and um or at least scenes that occurred because it was so monumental in the shift from before the grief acceptance and then when it was mm-hmm. I don't know in their life when it was welcomed. It- it's really cool that you you said that about the kids saying that you protect uh, I'll protect you you protect me because that's also something I noticed like the mom Eva. everything the kid would do would would really irritate the mom like everything mm-hmm. even yeah. though if he was really like irritating what he was saying was like I will protect you I will kill the yeah. babadook I'm gonna crush his yeah. head I'm gonna use this knife I'm gonna create this fucking like little mini catapult I'll wear on my back exactly. you know but but everything he would do would just really irritate the mom. But and and it was also because he's so grating in the way he says it. He screams it. He does wild eyes and everything. But but oh if she was really like really listening to what he was saying, he was saying that I will protect you throughout mm-hmm. the film. Yeah. So yeah, those those yeah. those yeah. You were saying Miguel? Sorry. Like yeah, like even sorry. Like, so the most the, for me the best emotional beat or the one that got me the most was uh, when he confronted when the kid confronted the mom when the mom was. Possessed and parang mm-hmm. the kid, parang yung kid pa yung, parang yung kid pa yung nagpakita ng uncontrolled. It's a bit cheesy when I say it, but the movie did it better. But the, the like the kid showed <laughs> unconditional love, and it kind of what won. It kind of what freed the mom also mm. and allowed yeah. her to accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, parang and that was that was that's what, that's, what, I, that's why I, I say it was super touching. Yeah, go Aaron. Yeah, and I actually feel bad because you realize at the end of the movie that the kid knows. That the mom doesn't love him. Yeah. Because he verbalized oh, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, you realize this the whole time that the kid yeah. feels it, feels yeah. that the mom never loved him. And then he goes, I know you never loved me, but I will always love you. And I was just like, ooh. Shock that it. was deep. Yeah, that tough. went there, it's right? Yeah. Deep. Diba? Shock it. Meanwhile, she's just, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so touching. And she's just, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so good. it's hard to cry. It's hard to cry. You look at that, you're like, okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of a home alone thing to the When the kid sets up the, the traps. Ropes. Yeah, the ropes. Uh, oh shit, gala. Gala moving to. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, and you know what I also realized the second time around, it's super clear, was the fact that she was the one who was writing the book. It was the mom. Oh, wash. Oh. Because the pages mm-hmm. were blank. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. The pages I were blank. And then later on, she says at a party when they're like, What do you do? Oh, I hear you're a writer. And then she's like, Oh, I do kids oh. stuff. So she's a she's oh. a writer of children's oh, books. She says that. And then this will blow your mind, Miguel. That. This oh. one, this one. This one will blow your mind when she goes to the police station and then she's like, Someone's stalking me and they left mm-hmm. a book and, you know, I burned it and whatever, whatever. And then, and they're like, what kind of book? Like a children's book. They cut to her hands. They're black. And it's all… Because she was yes. drawing charcoal. Oh my God. Oh, it's not from burning it. It's, it's not from burning it. It's from yeah. drawing the book. Yeah. 
Oh, I always thought it was creating the book. Burning yeah. it. I, I love this time. movie. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I think I'll watch it again. Maybe a month. Right? It's, it's, it's one it of those films. It's always it's so got like an Easter egg. What a, what a fantastic choice for your movie, Desmond. I'm so Thank glad you. that we got so Miguel glad. to watch this. Right? I know, me also. Finally, a recommendation of to, mine yeah. that, uh, no, Thank you. that uh, worked <laughs> and that's approved. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine, as an actress, did this movie inspire you in any way to, to bring something into your craft? Was there any oh. was there anything about the movie? Yeah, after watching it, because yeah, it had that element of like um, you know, it had all these metaphors for mental health and uh also the stages of grief, even if it's not mental health, you know, the stages of grief simply in that I wanted to kind of put forward something similar here or look for projects that would have that same element because I feel like um matagal nang need in in our country for normalizing that or at least for finding ways in communicating the steps of accepting or coming to terms with how you feel and how to deal with that, especially because we are a culture that's really built to be resilient, you know, and accept and make do and adjust yeah. and mm-hmm. and all these things. So I, I wanted to kind of do something, I, I, I don't know, maybe uh, one day produce or act in a film that says something of that uh, depth as well mm. about ourselves because I'm, I'm, I always believe in really healing our souls and really, you know, being one with our emotions and feelings because not just as an actor, but as a person, when you allow yourself to be free with that, you allow yourself to be open to being human. That's you can't stop yourself from feeling mad. If you stop yourself from feeling mad, you're just going to go mad. You know, you're not going to, you know, you can't suppress these things. And I always, I I always was so curious about that and exploring that. So I don't know about TV, but definitely in film, right? I want to, I want to do something that can have that same effect. I love that. So you do think (laughs) a little bit, in the yeah. Philippine film industry or TV industry, do you think may pagkukulang in that regard na people don't really expose that, expose the fact that mental health is real and things like that? I think that we just need to amplify it a bit more. Um, mm. We have so many great uh, filmmakers who have been trying, I believe, and who, who have attempted to do that. But, you know, with a small budget that can only reach a certain amount of numbers of eyes, sets of eyes and people that can watch it. And, you know, yun yung sayang, yun yung parang, you know, it's, it's more of a lack of educating the interests and Mm -hmm. entertainment uh, perspective or values of people here rather than, Kulang tayo, or that we lack the the stories and the people that want to do it. So 
it's a sad reality, but um, mm-hmm. I've gone through the steps of grief with that type of reality. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How uh, how um to deal with this pandemic? The three of us created a, a podcast. Um, how are you <laughs> dealing with your mental health ever since the quarantine started? Ah, ah, well, I've just been trying to get involved with anything that presents itself to me, really. Like, you know, I was talking about being open to new things, right? So I got involved with a music label and a music management company. And we managed two artists under us. So I got busy with trying to... Uh, I guess, build projects for them and guide them with their PR while they create their music and they try to book gigs under this new normal. And at the same time, um, lucky enough, I was able to get busy with a film uh, and two TV projects. So, you know, there there are some things coming in and Mm -hmm. uh, some things that I got busy with. But before the projects and before the music label, I was just home and I was just trying to not get sucked into the Netflix, uh, you know, <laughs> whirlwind of, of addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but now I, I succumb to it and I'm there. I'm, Acceptance. I'm at the, yep, I've accepted it. And now I'm just binging whatever I want to binge on, on uh, TV or on mga streaming platforms. It's reality. <laughs> Reality. So, so you said that you're you're working on on a film and uh, TV projects. Are you shooting now, or are you s- deep in pre prod pre prod? Uh, I was. Um, I shot the film back in uh, August, so it was a oh, month long wow. lock in. It was mm. my first time to go on a full um, production type of set, and then the TV. Oh, so you mind, guys were um, all in a bubble, basically. We were in, yep, we were in a bubble wow. and in in a hotel. So it, it felt very uh, cabin feverish after a while because yeah. you couldn't go out of the hotel. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't really, I didn't have a balcony or, you know, you were just really oh, indoor. Wow. And, sure. But again, the hotel naman, so I'm not complaining, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it was still a good life to live for a month away from <laughs> the, the, four walls here in my home na parang I felt like oh my gosh ilang months na akong lumalabas ng house no people and no nothing to get busy with so good thing there was work that came in because I, I can't I can't put up I'm not good with putting up my own podcast or vlogs like the other <laughs> celebrities do I it's not my thing you know yeah. I don't yeah. I don't do vlogging like I can't do I can't do that I can't have like an upload every week it's just I don't know <laughs> I have friends that do that and it's so much work. People think it's so shallow, which Uh -uh. sometimes it can be. But the editing (laughs) and coming up with content and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just a lot. It's It's actually a lot of work. It's whole production. Agree. It's like, it's uh, putting what used to be a 20 plus person team into one person at home or I mean if you have the means to pay people right then go ahead but what if you're just starting out with your vlog or with your content and what if or what if you're in a pandemic and wala kang 
work na pumapasok? How do you kind of resolve that in your mind? But yep. for me, it's really more of, hindi ko lang talaga kaya and it's not my personality. So sure. it's like the struggle of how, what do I do if I'm not gonna vlog, <laughs> if I'm not gonna do a podcast? What am I gonna do? Eh kung walang pumapasok na pang posting, what am I gonna do if walang acting? <laughs> so it's, it's true. Yeah, it's it's just, I think everyone's in that boat. So yeah. Have yeah. you acquired any new skills during the lockdown or what, what are the hobbies that you've discovered you like doing now that you have time? Because I'm sure when you were working, time was something that you didn't really have a lot of. But then the yeah. beginning of the lockdown, biglang, there was so much time. What was something that you started doing? Um, I can now, I know how to bake a cheesecake. So I know Ooh. everyone started, I, can, I know everyone started like baking cookies and and, and the, the burnt, uh, cheesecake top and all of that. Yeah. I can make a basic cheesecake and I'm happy <laughs> with that. So, okay na doon. Cooking is not my skill, but, you know, just getting a hang of it, I think, is good enough for the quarantine for all of us. What a, I'm sure many of you by you then. What, what, what skill did you pick up, Miguel? <sighs> Watching horror films. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've also... I've also cooked more. I didn't used to cook a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did the whole thing that banana banana bread. I've done it. Yeah, I, I remember you. You uh, had a, you had a signature move for your banana bread, which was to slice a banana I, I put uh, a, vertically and put that on top and put it on. Yeah, I just saw it on Pinterest. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. Really? <laughs> it, it, it looks better than it tastes. And then what else have I been up to? I've I, I bought a vacuum, cleaned my own place. Anyway. Yes. Just home stuff. Just Domesticated. Home stuff. Domesticated. Yeah. No, nothing, yeah, no nothing choice. Eh. No choice. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, this dust isn't going to get, you know, swept up by itself. <laughs> to laundry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sounds like a fun life. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned laundry. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's exciting. It's so it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. But but work but work's picked up not even for me, so yeah, the, like the, the like the domestic stuff has fallen behind a little. So, but I'm glad to be out and working, even if there's this yeah. layer of super paranoia. Like, parang even if I have to go out for shoots, it's very like, parang I'm I'm glad to be out working, but at the same time, oh god, I hope I don't catch anything. So that oh, adds yeah. to a layer of oh, man. psychological. Yeah, you I, can I, on um, yeah, yeah. I I had a shoot today. I had to do another swab. Oh my god. Uh, oh, how it's many? It's not bad. Now? It's yeah. really not bad. It's just. Did the paranoia? It's, but the swab itself is not. How, bad. Yeah. How many swab tests yeah. have you guys had? I've had two. Ah, uh, two. Ako, so far hindi pa ha. Like it hasn't been required on my <sighs> shoot yet. Weird. Zero also. Ah, Zero. You, Jasmine, how many have you? Ha- how about yeah. you, Jasmine? Oh my gosh, you guys! I've had five. Like ah, up my nose. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah the up the I, nose one. Yeah. Yeah. Does it also the, depend it, on the tickle your brain one? Yeah, it's the tickle your brain one. What? The guy or the girl giving you the test. But like some of them have really heavy hands, is what I hear. And some of them are oh very my. good at mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Go for it. The you last have to tell us about the worst one, Jasmine. You have to tell <laughs> yeah. us which one was the yeah. worst. The last the last one. Kasi after nun, nasabi ko parang, ayoko munang mag-lock in. Ayoko munang magpa-swap test for at least a good month. Because that hurt my nose. Oh, and, oh my God. Like, I 
was wondering, huh. I don't, I've had four now. Why did this one hurt? Yung, and I couldn't react because it was like everyone was there and yeah. I was waiting yep. for the result just in the like, you know, on the farthest part of the room. And then yeah. I went out and parang, it was still like, it, it was still there. And like, it felt like when there's water still stuck up your nose and it's mm-hmm. still that, diba? parang nag-guess-guess sure. na something. And just last week, I read na someone got a swab test done and it, it went far too up their nose. Oh, fuck. Oh, I read yeah. that. Too punctured far up their nose. Right? And touched the brain. Yeah, yeah. it punctured yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Oh, like, no. I, I read that. I read that. Oh my God. I got freaked out. It's like, oh my gosh. I hope that never <laughs> happens to me or anyone I'm working with. Like… No, no, thank you. Oh my god. Uh, That's actually the reason I never wanted. Yeah, they do that. They have to get it because everything, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So So clean your nose before you go. Yeah. Oh my god. So just just like a just like Jasmine with her horror movies, she's gonna take a break from from uh, swabbing for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Swabbing. Yep. <laughs> so, so Jazz, I'm I'm curious. Um, as a as an actress, were you ever like a big uh, movie fan? Like, just a fan of watching, not just you know, because you're always on the other side. Are, are you a fan of watching it, watching stuff? Yeah, definitely. I, I I love to be educated by the people I'm around by. Mm-hmm. So I often ask for like recommendations, or if they have copies of the films that they enjoy or that they're addicted to, or even when when I'm working on something, I really like to ask for uh, the director and the producers for like what they envision it to be similar to in terms of if it's visuals, if it's the theme, if it's you know just uh, even the approach of a certain actor. I, I like to ask for those specific film recommendations regarding um, a project or even just for a daily watch. Because I, I just like to get lost in it and parang, you know, just for the day, kind of have something to feast on and and learn from. It's it's a good method to learn from, I think, mm-hmm. um, about the world there. So yeah, I, I just it's a it's a good way to get lost in this world. In the same yeah. vein, though, I asked that question because I want to lead to this question, which is like mm-hmm. again, since you're you're in a, a ton of horror movies, but as a viewer, do you get scared? Because of the fact that you've been in so many, that you you can't can you separate the fact that you're like I know how this shot was made, I, I know how this shot uh, was lit, so this doesn't really scare me. You know what I mean? Since you're always behind the camera, how does that work for you as a viewer? I still I still get scared. I still get shocked. I think mm. um, I think because I'm able to also just allow myself to enjoy what's in front of me, or maybe because. Actually, you know what? Now that I think of it, I feel that when I watch horror films that are locally made, it's easier for me to think of it as something I could have worked on and then might not scare me as much. Mm-hmm. Only because I know the people I that could have worked on it or the actor in it or the film the familiarity, I guess, with the local industry sometimes prevents me from yeah attaching to it and believing that this is its own world and reality. 
But I still, I still get frightened. I still like my mm. I get, you know, I jump and I get, I fucking, I, I fucking swear. And I'm like, I put on it. You know, I like have those, all these small expressions and, and, um, yeah, I guess it also depends kung magaling yung gumawa. I, I feel like it depends sure. on that. Na rin. Yes. Diba? Yeah. Like, what, Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. you guys, like when, when you watch it, you, you know, I'm sure you can anticipate things or, at least you know how it was mounted and and or at least mahalatamo yep. it's not even knowing how or mahalatamo na minaunt siya so it, i think it's more of those things that i mean i'm not i'm not um dissing on our local productions i'm just saying that sometimes we're limited by what we can do to create the best effects sure. physically manually in person uh, and uh, VFX can only do so much to uh, amplify yeah. it or make it better. So I think dun lang tayo lugi sometimes mm-hmm. at our horror films. <laughs> na napapansin yeah. tuloy natin. Diba? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Third segue into the same vein. Don't you miss being in a movie theater? That's, I always yeah. hear that's Aww. one of the biggest things that you know, really, really hurts this this quarantine because I am yeah. not sure when I'm gonna get into a movie seat again. That's uh, that's a heartbreaking yeah. thing. I've been reading like, articles know, uh, that sorry. like yeah. theaters are shutting down abroad. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two major chains in the U- in the UK shut down their entire US uh, uh, theater so for good yeah. or for just like until for good because they because uh, because they were waiting for. Bond to premiere and they were like oh we're gonna make our money yeah. back when Bond and then Bond pulled out uh, and they're like oh, okay no. there, go, there goes our yearly revenue so oh okay. Yeah. and it's so sad yeah, how... a lot of theaters in New York the small ones that are really mm-hmm. you know for the indie mm. films and stuff well, mm. it's gone it's yeah. gone it's really mm-hmm. sad yeah Tough I was gonna to say it would have been great to be able to collectively process this trauma in a group and by watching a movie together, yeah. parang, even that, parang, even that, oh. parang, parang deprived, parang we're deprived of that. We can't do that. Yeah. yeah. It's, parang, everyone's yeah. dealing with this in their own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Must and be doubly hard for someone in the industry like you. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like, what do we do, right? What do we, how does it, how does it move forward from now? We can only rely on streaming platforms and mm-hmm. ang, ang pinaka ako, what I'm pinaka concerned about are producers, independent producers. How do they now have a chance at a platform if uh, when they're producing also sometimes, you know, we're, we, we, we have things that maybe a platform will require to be at a certain level of specs like in sound or in video quality and what if the independent producer can only acquire a certain level of specs for their gadgets and their and and their output what do you do then what does the independent producer do now so parang mas mas liliit yung world ng film with what's going on even though it seems like there's so many avenues now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you have to also like put into perspective, yes, there's so many platforms, but uh, if you look at look at it, the the ones the films that they are 
acquiring are also majority big productions and big, big producer names, big, big um, production outlets. So, paano na? How, how about these independent producers that don't have the same budget or that won't have the same quality just because of their budget restrictions? Like, sayang yon, you know? Although, yeah. although I, I, I hope something online, something online booms for them. Mm, uh, and, yeah. In yep. some manner. Yeah, I think it's really about innovation at this point. Like, what can we do with the technology we have? Because it's also, we're also at a time where technology is actually at its peak, I would say. And mm-hmm. there are so many ways to, to innovate. You just have to really get creative with it. But yun nga, there are also some people who are resistant to technology. I actually know some people that don't like Zoom and, and don't mm-hmm. like, you know, this type of thing. So when they're at home, they would rather be alone and not Zoom than than be around people. So that also causes something with their mm. mental health mm. and, you know, yeah. being social and stuff like that. So it's really accept as the <laughs> Babadook showed us. was teaching you know, us. Accept. <laughs> I, I like how you brought it back 360. Uh, I love uh, that. I love acceptance. that. Acceptance. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Jasmine, I don't know if you knew this, but the Baba Duke was actually, it actually became a symbol of LGBT for a while. And I believe oh, yeah. the reason was because they were <laughs> accidentally filed under LGBTQ instead of horror. So the like LGBTQ that. accepted it. Yeah. Aww, and the Baba Duke nice made appearances all. in the gay pride parade. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Actually, I, yeah, he's a big gay I, I icon. Know, uh, yeah, like I was, I was watching the movie. Karang inisip ko nga para naging gay icon to. Like I was waiting for like a reference. So pero hindi na thing. I guess nagkamali lang talaga. Nagkamali lang talaga yung Netflix. Yeah. That's uh, actually I when I. Know, is it still filed under that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently, like, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Actually, this is what I, I also didn't know why. It. When I was uh, when I was inviting Jazz on the show, uh, she was like. Uh, yeah. Can I do the Babadook? And I was like, oh, oh, excellent choice. I immediately sent her a gif of of the Babadook in 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 uh, in, in RuPaul uh, <laughs> like <drag> dancing <laughs> coming out of a RuPaul entrance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, that's a strange intersection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why. He's, My long nails, pasha, de ba? Oh. Yeah. Yep. Long nails. Yeah. Costume and everything. You ready? Yeah. So. So yeah, I, gay icon, very, 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 gay very icon. big, very famous, well accepted. Uh, one of the many reasons <laughs> why we love the Babadook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually want to read up more about that and how they really ended up accepting. Because alam ko it was big when that year Huge. it came out. The Babadook Super was real. everywhere in the pride parades and us. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty cool. Okay, um, I think uh, I think maybe we can do uh, one last round of uh, of uh, yeah. last words on on the film. But what do you say, oh. guys? Let's uh, let's start Go with Miguel. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Yes, uh, I am. So always, yeah, always. Right, sure, sure, sure. I mean, I guess for me to reiterate, parang on the surface, it's like this horror movie. But like any good horror movie, it goes beyond that and. You know, it really has these emotional beats that surprised me. Like, I think, uh, I mean, I know I enjoyed the movie na 
horror pag naiyak ako hindi dahil sa takot. Yung parang there's like a real moment na parang holy shit, this kid's really sweet to his mom and parang this mom is really going through something. So I enjoyed uh, the movie because it became that thing. It became something about because something we can all relate to, which is like grief or like a love for unconditional love. That's really cool. Maybe cheesy, but the movie does it really so well. Hard know. to pull off, huh? Yeah, very. Like the right, in other, in other words, this movie is really well made. Like it's shot really well. Uh, you know, it's set up really well, but it's also really good writing. So I'm very impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I personally like all the details that they put in that um, aren't apparent in the first time you watch it. And then, honestly, with our discussion today, mm. that's when I realized, oh, wow, they really added so many details so that walang butas. You really, it, it's, mm. it's so compact. And when you watch it again for the second time, there are different things that you notice. And um, I really enjoyed that. I did not enjoy the fact that the dog died. I did not <laughs> like that at all. And even yeah. the killing scene, I had to hug my dog. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, triggered. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, Parang lahat sila buhay except yung aso. Tapos si Aaron, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, and I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't everyone have lived? God. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I, I didn't mean to be insensitive to dog owners. Sorry. Yeah, the, the Babadook has such a low kill rate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah diba? Um, for me, uh, I really love this movie. I'm so happy that you chose this one. Um, for a number of reasons. One of them… Being being the fact that I think it's an incredibly well made movie, um, I became a fan mm. of the director after seeing this. Um, I even loved it more the second time around. I'm so glad that you chose this because you got Miguel to watch it, and I'm I'm sure Yay. that he this is one this is gonna be one of his favorites too. Uh, I'm I'm assuming, uh, but but I love it for the fact that uh, you chose this because mental health seems to be one of your you know thing, one of the things that you you advocate for. And I think I yeah. love the fact that this was a very personal choice for you, and that's why it it, it really fits into my whole uh, you know my whole uh, mission where like I want people to find <laughs> personal things in horror, things that really move them, totally. things that really you know you know the, the make mm-hmm. make make it uh, more for them than just uh, you know oh that shit scared me you know what I mean yeah so so mm-hmm. I, I so I love the fact that you chose this because this was a personal film for you. So thank you so much for that, Jess. Yeah, thank you. Of course. You. Thank you, no, thank you. Thank you. Because you made me revisit one of my favorite films again. And mm-hmm. like um, you know, like Miguel was saying, what a what a film, what a well put together, so many layers, this attention to detail that we've been talking about from the dialogue to, you know, the the uh the title of the book, her hands, like just this these small things that uh, some of it I only discovered tonight. Um, so, some of it I did not piece together, or I thought was something else in in my in my previous watch of the film. And uh, who would have thought that you could have a personal connection with a horror film? I mean, it's just it's a uh, right. It's it's an odd thing to say, but this one hits the spot for so many people, I believe. And um, yeah, I guess it, it's it's also just so timely. Uh, to speak about it being the last, I think the other day it was World Mental Health Day and everyone was having their own like uh, piece to say about it. And, you know, I'm usually one to go out there and have like a statement, a post. But this year around, I was like, you know what? 
It's not about a statement and my caption. It's about me living it and accepting what's in front of me. And just, this is my state of mind. This is my mental health day and it's healthy and I'm good. Like there's no pressure. And I, I didn't want, because there's also like the translation of it into this whole grief that people feel now with social media as well. So it kind of translates to that too for me. So ganda kasi it, it can be, it, it can symbolize so many things. It can symbolize uh, grief over death, grief over loss of uh, something mm. else important in your life, uh, grief over acceptance of yourself, maybe even. Maybe that's why Netflix confused it to be in the LGBTQ plus <laughs> department because, <laughs> I don't know, maybe the ba, like, you yeah. know, they accept themselves, but they don't want to acknowledge it yet or they're afraid to come out and say it out loud. True. I don't know, but True. not saying acceptance of yourself or coming out as a horror story. All I'm saying is batong si Netflix na confused. <laughs> and like a hard time with their filing. So I don't know. It's a wonderful film. I hope people watch it. I hope um I hope we we also find something similar to do here and, and put up here in the Philippines. Or if, if we have one, I hope mas ma maging maingay pa yung film na yon and mas ma discover pa ng mga tao yung film na yon. So good good job to the director of, of this um director uh Director Kent. What's her first Jennifer, name? Jennifer Kent. Kent. Jennifer Kent. Woman yeah. director. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. So, mm-hmm. so, so when, I we, found oh, a meme, when we... F- why Babadook yeah. is gay? Why why queer though in Babadook? Someone oh. made a meme that said, Babadook <laughs> says, I'm a terrifying monster that destroys families that try to suppress me. Gay people. Oh my God, oh. same. <laughs> so, yun yun. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Like, it. it fits. Yeah. So 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 when uh when uh when we do finally make that Filipino film, that will mark Jasmine's triumphant return to horror. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Yeah>. yes, please. Ako si Babadok. Awesome. Um. So I guess we're we're wrapping up. Jazz, is there anything you'd like yeah. to to plug to? Anything that you want to tell us about, about what you're currently doing, what you're going to release in the future, anything? Um, well, uh, I guess uh, in November, I have a film coming out on Netflix with Anshang D under uh, Tin Can 17. Tin Can? Tin Can. Mm. Tin Can. It's under Tin Can. No, it's under 1017. P. Maliyako done. It's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, under Netflix and um, with Enchong Bee. And uh, it's not horror. It's a rom-com drama. So I hope people enjoy it. It's about the alter world. And at the same time, also my TV series. If if the podcast listeners here, if you guys watch DMA, mm. <laughs> my series is, is coming back on air. It's the sense of, Descendants of the Sun oh. Philippine Adaptation. Ooh, excellent. So we'll be yeah. back yeah. by the awesome. end of the month. And yeah, watch out. Watch out. We will, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, I, I just want to say thank you so much for being on Super the show. Super thank you. Thank you so much. Thank I'm you. glad I saw this movie. What an honor Yay. to have you on. This was awesome. And uh, I, I hope you eventually come back. We will invite you back yeah. for another film. As the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Take care. Thanks, yeah. Thank you so much. They're coming to get you, Barbara. 
brought to you by Big Baby Studios.